Welcome to Pregnancy Tribe. We're here to help mamas and those who support them prepare for pregnancy, get ready for birth, and step into motherhood. The world we live in today, you know. It's pretty cool. Hello, everyone. Hi. (laughs) Buenos dias. Buenos dias, everybody. It's Dr. Eva. And Dr. Joe. And today we're going to talk about mindset basics for pregnancy and for birth. And the cool thing about talking about mindset is this is really a process that you cannot start too early. And we're going to give you a three-step framework today that you can use towards pretty much anything in your life. Um, And we find that to be true about pregnancy and about birth. The way that you birth is the way that you do life. And the lessons that you learn through this experience can really be applied all throughout in all different areas of your life. Yeah, and I also think sometimes the word mindset gets this kind of woo-woo-y connotation where people are like, oh, mindset, does that mean that like you meditate or that you've got to have this, you know, peaceful lifestyle where you kind of do a home the whole time? That's really not true. Everyone has a mindset, whether you're aware of it or not. And you can also kind of think about it, the chatter that's going on in your head. That is what you could refer to as your mindset. It's something that is continuously there. It's something that really does influence your decisions and also your state, your mood, your energy, your outlook, your approach. And then that gets repeated day in, day out. And that really then becomes the product of your experience and and your life as you know it. So mindset is something that we all have. The more awareness you bring to, the better chances you have of being able to create and empower your life. And it's something that requires continual effort. Because even people that have an amazing mindset one day, guess what? They're going to be challenged someday, maybe you know the next day, maybe in two weeks. But either way, it's something that requires continual effort, just like all good healthy habits, good nutrition, good sleep, you know, all those sorts of things. This is what builds a healthy lifestyle and creates that optimal wellness and adaptability. Ooh, that's such a good point that our mindset is something where we have it no matter what. You know, it's not something that we have to set in place. We have a mindset, whether we're aware of it or not. So this is about bringing attention to really creating the mindset that is going to serve you best throughout this part of your journey. So without further ado, let's dive in to the three steps framework towards um, mindset during pregnancy and birth. So the, the little mnemonic that you can remember is TVA. TVA. We'll have to think of something cute to remember that by. What do you got? Right off the cuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> T is in tango, V is in Victor, wow. A is in alpha. I mean, that's a boring way wow. to remember it, but yeah, no. you'll have to think of something. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I immediately went to PDA. You know, okay. her TVA well, and I went confusing. to PDA. That's so, confusing. You know, we want to display our affection publicly, but um, I don't know. I'll have to think of something with TVA. Okay. So TVA, um, if you can think of any clever little mnemonics to help remember that acronym, please, by all means, reach out and send them to us. Uh, we could use them. Our creativity clearly is uh, not at peak capacity today. So TVA, the T stands for trust. The V stands for visualize, and the A stands for affirm. 
So Dr. Joe, what can we do to establish trust in our mindset towards ourselves, towards our baby, towards our body? What do you got on that? Well, this, I really love this first one. I'm glad that we start with this because again, all of this stuff applies to everyone's life, regardless of whether you're a male or female or want to get pregnant or already went through that. Trusting your body is one of these things that I wish got talked about more. So I'm glad that we're talking about it today. Hopefully this is a catalyst for bigger conversations. But this is really something that needs to be, I think, talked about even at the elementary school level. Like where we start to raise kids to understand how their body works. What they can do to bring it closer towards health and to avoid things like sickness and disease and issues and challenges. And it's something that we kind of just get by default. You know, your level of trust is usually given to you by your parents, your preachers, your teachers, your coaches, uh, your doctors, your therapists, all the different people that you interface with. And that could be really good or it could be really having a, a lot of gaps in it. Um, so I love this idea of trusting your body. And again, it seems like some people think that, oh, if I trust my body, then that means that I don't believe in medicine. And that is simply not the case. Really what trust is birthed from, to, to tie it into a birth analogy, is really about appreciating your body and understanding that it has this incredible intelligence in it that is with us every single moment of our entire lives. And you can think about it from the birth world. If you take two separate cells and somehow coordinate that into trillions of cells that have organized function and, I mean, just limitless potential, that is something that requires an incredible amount of intelligence and coordination. There's a reason why a baby isn't born with, you know, three heads uh, or, uh, you know, or just one arm or just, you know, or fingernails that are bigger than the hand. You know, it's just there is this coordination and intelligence that the more that we can develop a trust for and not just a blind trust like, hey, no matter what my body does, I'm just going to blindly trust it and not require any sort of support or interventions or, or guidance. But a trust to say that my default is that my body is intelligent. My default is that I trust that whatever process my body's trying to work through, there's a reason for it. So maybe my intellectual mind can try to unpack what is my body trying to tell me with these symptoms, with this challenge, with this goal that I want to achieve that I'm not at yet. And that tends to lead to more empowering outcomes. It also tends to create a more uh, solid route of action for somebody rather than just saying, well, I blindly trust my body and no matter what that happens, I'm just going to do. Or I blindly trust what a doctor tells me and regardless of what my intuition about my own health tells me I'm going to do. It's, it falls somewhere in that middle line where you recognize that you've got resources around you that you can utilize when you need. But the most important thing that you have to start with is a trust and a respect and an admiration for your body and its intelligence and its beauty and then a healthy curiosity about well, how do I go about supporting that? How do I go about nurturing that? How do I go about answering these calls for support that my body may be expressing to me? I love that. I think that's so uh, so beautifully said in so many ways. I'm very um, poetic. You are very poetic. And there's a lot of polarization 
uh, in the birth world, in the medical world, all over the place in our world today. And you touched on a great point, which is that trusting in your body is not like at the complete opposite end of the continuum of listening to advice of, you know, medical professionals. Um, you don't have to choose one, right? You're going to fall somewhere on that spectrum on that continuum, but you can even play within the medical framework whilst trusting your body. You know, that's mm -hmm. just one of those default states that only ever is going to bring you more connection to yourself, to your baby. It's trusting the intelligence of life. And if you feel like you are not at a place where you trust your body, Body. Maybe your body has let you down before. This is something we work with, with women through all the time. Issues will come up during pregnancy where, you know, a major childhood illness that they had or times where they felt like their bodies let them down, they will carry that. And when they enter this chapter of pregnancy, they don't necessarily have that trust or they feel that that trust has been broken or that trust has been violated and they're not used to listening to their body. You may have to retrain yourself just like if you were to, you know, start to get reps and train yourself to run a marathon or, you know, building new muscle memory, building that mental muscle of trusting your body. It can be something as simple as noticing Every time your body does some amazing healing on your behalf that you didn't even have to try for. Um, last week, I cut my finger. I was peeling a potato, and it was probably, it was my worst case scenario. It was gruesome. It was, very gruesome. <laughs> I peeled my knuckle on accident. And it was so horrendous. And I had this moment of forgetting that I trusted my body. And I'm looking at my finger, and it's totally raw. Uh, ugh, and it just not to gross you out too much. I had to pull the skin out of the peeler. It was just, it was awful. And I'm, it looking, was a blood at, <laughs> I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, how the heck is my body going to heal this? You know, what do I need to do to help this heal as quickly as possible? And I had that moment where I had to remind myself, you know, my body's going to find a way to heal this thing. I've had nicks and cuts all throughout my life and I'm not walking around with gaping wounds all over my body. My body's figured out a way to heal from, you know, the most minor of everyday injuries, even though, you know, that they can be pretty mentally traumatic as they were in this case. And it's two days later and my body's already started to form this beautiful little scab, you know, it keeps breaking because it's on my knuckle, but, um, you know, it's like the body's always there to remind you and life's always there to give you opportunities for your body to work for you um, and not against you because it's always working for you in some way. And you can look for those little reminders day in and day out. You can make a list if you have to so that you can always reflect back on that in moments where you feel like you can't trust your body because your body's always working for you whether you acknowledge it or not. Yeah, I've never heard anybody describe a scab as beautiful, but, you know, this is a platform for many firsts. Beautiful in a, in a gooey, you know, kind of a way. Oh, gooey. Oh, <laughs> gooey scabs. Right here on our podcast. Um, you know, you want to have a little exercise in developing trust and admiration for the intelligence of your body. Go find a local community college and enroll in their biochemistry class. And just sit in there for maybe, it'll probably take you about two classes before you realize that, holy moly, what the heck is going on inside my body? There is so much intelligence and so much, so many complicated situations, we'll just say that for the for the layman's terms, of how the biochemical reactions of just a simple, hey, I take a bite of an apple, I chew it up, what happens to that piece of apple then when it enters my system and then how it leaves my system? There are about 150,000 brilliant steps and reactions and biochemical interactions and all this stuff is coordinated while you're just chewing that apple, swallowing and going about your day. So there 
there is this amazing intelligence, whether you acknowledge it or not. And that's the kind of tricky thing is you can kind of just coast through this stuff and your body body will probably do all right. You you know, most women can just get pregnant and go through pregnancy and have a baby and step into motherhood and everything's a-okay. And there is nothing wrong with that. But the more you unpack this, the, the deeper of an appreciation you can develop for the intelligence of your body, the better it's going to serve you for all of the chapters. Love it, love it. Well, we could probably talk about trust for an hour-long episode. We might. Uh, but Let's the, do it. <laughs> but in the interest of hitting all three... Let's shift into visualizing, visualization. And I like that this comes after trust because how you will envision your pregnancy and birth is going to be rooted in that trust. So visualization comes into play where you are really trying to put an image, an image that you can feel, right? An image that you can taste, an image that you can step into that moment in time, whether that's here's how I envision myself feeling you know, in my third trimester, and I visualize myself active and healthy and full of energy um, and trusting and calm and prepared, or whether it's envisioning yourself in the throes of birth. Where do you envision yourself? Are you at home? Are you in a hospital? Who do you have around you? How does that feel? What are the smells? What are the sounds? What are the sights that you'll see? But most importantly, how does that moment feel? Because when we put forth, and again, this can have a sort of a woo-woo connotation, right? Oh, I visualize things and they come into the... Things aren't always going to come to play exactly how we envision them, right? But oftentimes, the way that we feel in these moments, even if that moment is recreated differently in real life than it was in your mind, those intangibles about how you feel, those are things that we can start to attract in the reality that you know surrounds us. So visualization can be a huge tool and it's empowering. Because if I'm choosing to visualize things that make me feel good versus things that make me feel bad, kind of like with mindset, it's happening regardless. I'm either visualizing horrible, fearful, terrible things, or I'm visualizing things going pretty smoothly and pretty amazingly. All that we're talking about with this visualization on purpose is that I'm on purpose visualizing those beautiful things because I'm visualizing something regardless. And I'm setting an expectation of a reality regardless. So why not set something into place that makes me feel good and empowered rather than makes me feel fearful and worried because you know what? My body's going to release chemicals. My body chemistry is going to respond to that fear and it's going to impact my pregnancy, my constant reality, and just my level of joy and connection in life. I, I love all that stuff. And you really, you hit a, a point that I need to revisit, which is this idea that, you know, most people, when they think about visualization of birth, they default to what they've seen through their life through Hollywood. So movies, TV shows, um, you know, all the different scenes of a screaming woman, you know, in a hospital gown, in a hospital bed with, you know, doctors and nurses coming in and bloody sheets and intensity, all those sorts of stuff. And then there's the other opposite end of the spectrum where in, in, in many cases, this might actually be worse, where a woman just has really no understanding about what it actually looks like to be in labor, to be, you know, really, really moving through those stages. And this is where the visualization is, again, it's not about creating this perfect reality that you dreamt up in your mind, but it's at least doing a little bit of homework, spending a little bit of time with this to develop the understanding of what could be and what do you want, you know, what do you want your experience to be like? Not that it's guaranteed to be any one thing or the other because birth 
in and of itself is very unpredictable. But at least having some experience to say, okay, I dipped my toe in that water, I dipped my toe in that water, I saw that, I understand this, I recognize that that doesn't necessarily have to be my reality, but what would I do if that was? And what if it was this situation? What would I do in that situation? So it's really, it's more of a, a, a practice of exercising what would you, how would you respond? What would you do? What would you feel like if you were in these different scenarios? But you first got to know what the different scenarios are. And if you're like drawn a blank, right? If the only time you've seen birth is like in knocked up or, you know, again, some <laughs> Hollywood um, version, I recommend going on YouTube, going on Instagram now. Of course, we always joke because Dr. Joe says that I've ruined our Instagram because Not we, ruined. <laughs> it's we just... scroll through and, you know, it's kind of shocking, right? There's all of a sudden just like a very much close up of some birth account that I follow. I think birth <laughs> is incredibly beautiful, beautiful. But when you're just trying to, you know, get a quick scroll through, you know, an IG feed and it's boom, 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 <laughs> you know, it can be a little bit, you know, unsettling. It's the way I like my feed. Let me tell you. So I go through and I follow accounts and I'll post some of my favorite accounts on the show notes, but a lot of people have heard of orgasmic birth, pain-free birth. I mean, why not? Sometimes even animal births. I love to see a peaceful, you know, undisturbed physiological birth, not necessarily because I'm going to set my expectation for my birth to be that way. And if it's not that way, I'm going to be disappointed, but because I really want to have, you know, the reality of a really peaceful, empowered, beautiful, undisturbed physiological birth where it's treated as a normal process. I want to have that notion in my mind, in my subconscious so that I remember it, so that I know that it's possible. So you can seek out those images, you know, on the interwebs. So let's talk about number three. Let's talk about affirm. This is like seal in the deal. We are taking that trust that we've built. We are taking that beautiful visualization that is starting to form the images and the feelings and the sights and sounds that are starting to develop. And we are affirming that we can have that for ourselves. Affirmations can be done. You know, you can say them out loud to yourself. You can write them down. It doesn't have to be like I don't know, do they do it in Wolf of Wall Street where it's a guy that's like, woo, amping himself up in the bathroom like, yeah. I actually do kind of like to do affirmations that way, just sort of <laughs> ramp myself up. But call you the wolf. <laughs> you can do the affirmations however best suit yourself and your personality. It could be the sort of thing where you write down three affirmations on a piece of paper in the morning when you first wake up. Um, how, how do you like to use affirmations or how would you describe affirmations for people that are thinking, oh, what are you even talking about? Well, an affirmation is an I am statement. So let's say, uh, let's say we're working towards birth and we've got a lot of concerns around um, the ability to cope with the physical discomfort of going through a pregnancy. Um, so an affirmation could be something like, I am strong and I am resilient and I can get through anything. It's an I am followed by, you know, whatever uh, adjective or verb that you want to describe yourself or an action that you're achieving. The way that I'd like to do them in the past is to write down things that I want to reach towards. So if I'm, let's say, you know, I'm a student and I'm working towards, you know, certain classes, or let's say I'm an employee and I'm working towards a certain promotion or whatever, you know, casting that net a little bit further out, a couple weeks, couple months down the road, so what sort of statements would I have, who would I have to be come to be those things to be able to achieve that you know certificate or that you know that promotion whatever it is so let's say it's you know i am 
passing all my classes with flying colors and I'm, you know, studying like a breeze and I'm just crushing all my exams and I'm having fun while doing it. Let's say that's, I like to just put that up on the wall in a spot where I can see it first thing when I wake up. So when I'm kind of peeling those eye boogers out of the eyes and kind of stretching and <laughs> yawning and, you know, getting ready to start my day, already my mind has started to maybe pick up off on things that I was dreaming about or issues I had the night before whatever it is, but this is a really quick way of boop, bringing you back to a present moment that's also future casting and is empowering you towards that kind of action that you want to be taking a step towards. So um, I like to put it in a spot that I can see it first thing in the morning, not overcomplicate it, make it simple, make it clean, and not do it every single day because I like to just do it, something that I'm moving towards, put it in a spot I can see it, and then when it feels like they need to be refreshing, that's when I revisit them. And if you do want to jazz them up, if you are someone who is artistic, it can be a wonderful therapeutic exercise to, to draw or paint, color some beautiful birth affirmations that are little, literally pieces of art that you can hang up all around your space. Um, by all means, go for it. If you want to make some sort of a vision board where you have affirmations in addition to beautiful, empowering images. I'm a really visual person, so images are very powerful for me, and images really take me to that feeling. So that's something that I like to do for my affirmations. Make it your own. Make it work for you. Yeah, I love the um, the, the the boards, the the pictures, the images, and you can find some. This will also be interesting: is what sort of images are you putting on there? Where are you getting your images from? Right. You know, there's this amazing uh, magazine called Pathways to Family Wellness, um, and it's all about you know healthy, natural things that a family can do to support their body. Um, and it's got amazing, beautiful, empowering images of birth and babies and pregnancy and moms and families and all this stuff. So when we're making our visualization boards, you know, those are the first magazines that we go and we grab. Um, so this is, you know, important thing is to even be aware of what sort of images do you resonate with and why is that? And let's just unpack that, not label it as good or bad or, you know, worse or better, but, you know, just notice what you notice. And I think that's a great final note as we're discussing all three and we're really recognizing how intertwined they all are, the trust, the visualization and affirming of those, you know, of those principles and those ideas. This is about you, you know, you're going to end up with images and things surrounding you in your space that are a reflection of your internal world and what you are envisioning for your life. Do not compare what you envision, you know, try not to judge it. It may look differently than you thought it might look. And that's okay. It may look differently than how your mom or your sister, or your coworkers, you know, have envisioned their birth and their pregnancy. And that's okay too. So do your best to embrace it, not judge it, recognize that it may evolve. It may change over time. Don't be afraid to update it um, as you grow and evolve as a human and different affirmations and different images start to resonate. So that's what we have for you today. Um, hope it was useful. TVA, we're still looking for a little um, a useful acronym. I think the, the gems from this one are about the uh, the beautiful scab. Yeah, the beautiful and the eye boogers. And I mean, eye you didn't mention if the eye boogers were beautiful, but I'm presuming that all of the all the exudate from our from how our good bodies it feels to get one out. <laughs> it's part of that trust <laughs> process. All right, everyone, take care. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you want more, join our private Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash pregnancy tribe. You can also check us out on Instagram at pregnancy tribe.